With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Seria Chronicles is a Bayer Chronicles production. Welcome to the Seria Chronicles Q&A episode. Now, this is the one where we little segment where you have an opportunity to ask us a question and we shall reply. So we've had some interesting ones coming in this week. We're going to do a few of them for you. Nikki, I'll uh, read out the first one. Out of Chiesa and Zaniolo, which one do you think can play more central? The Tequartista role. Personally, I think both could and possibly should. This is from the Angry Cobbler. (laughs) I love an angry man. Um, So at the Angry Cobbler. What do you think? I think maybe that's a good job to be angry because you're hammering nails into <laughs> shoe soles, aren't you? I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe you should find out. Angry cobbler. Yeah. So I think uh, Chiesa absolutely, in my mind, ends up in a central position. I don't think they necessarily end up as a trequartista, though. I think Chiesa, to me, um, reminds me. I know everyone wants to make the link to, to, to his dad, which makes a lot of sense. They both had that sort of journey. And well, his dad had the journey in from the wing to play more centrally. I think I made this comparison this week. and I want to be like so aggressively careful in the way that I phrase this because I'm not for a moment suggesting to the level of this person that I'm about to name. I mean, who knows? Because the career is all ahead of him, but like I'm not saying that he's going to go and do the same career that this person just did. But I think stylistically, I think there are parallels on the opposite flank between how Chiesa wants to play him and how Ronaldo plays. And perhaps it's one of the reasons why mm. of everyone in this post sort of Ronaldo period, there's an opportunity for Chiesa to express himself more. Because I actually think in the same way that Ronaldo started off as this winger who wanted to quite greedily, quite selfishly sometimes come inside and, and score goals. I think Chiesa can do the same thing from the right-hand side. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that um, actually Ronaldo did go on this journey, didn't he? He started out on the wing doing that, 
got moved into the middle, was incredibly prolific in the middle, and now has kind of sometimes wound up back on the left again. And I think I can see Kiers's career moving a bit like that, that at different times and at different moments based on his energy and his physique and, and the teams he's in as well. I, I see no reason why he can't operate in a similar way because in the end, I think he has a striker's mentality. I don't think he has the mentality of a true winger. I think he wants to score goals and that's why we complain so much about him having his head down the whole time. Mm. I don't think he has the the true winger's mentality. And I think he's easily talented enough to be effective through the middle. He's, he, he hits the ball so well. He knows where the goal is. He has the pace. He has the power. He has the explosion. What about I, I think he ends up in the middle a lot, but I don't think he ends up as a trick artista. I think he ends up as, as a nine or a false nine. And Zaniolo? Zaniolo is more a number 10 um, between the two of them. And I think uh, I don't find it hard to see him playing as a true 10 instead of like a, a wide you know, trick artista, like in this sort of four, two, three, one wide positions. I think he certainly can, could end up there, but I think between the two of them, Chiesa is, is the, the more natural fit for that for me. But again, not as a telequartista, more as a, as a number nine. Yeah, I don't see Chiesa because, you know, that's the whole point is that he, firstly, he does have a lot of pace. I do like him a lot on the wing. Um, I think he can be his man and just create. Um, he, he's capable on the left and on the right. So I'd like him to stick around, but he's also very capable of being a false nine or a nine, basically. And... I think he's definitely shown that recently. And I think Allegri is the right coach for him if he wants to indulge in being more flexible across the attacking lineup. Um, but again, not as Trequartista. He plays with his head down too much and I think he's got to raise it. Again, these are all things that you learn as you grow. And his ceiling is so high. So he is capable of literally, I think, anything, frankly speaking. For a Trequartista role, for me, it's got to be Lorenzo Pellegrini. I think that's the best shout for Italy. Um, Pessina is playing that right now for Atalanta. It's a shame that he's gone injured, but um, there is a lot of obviously of how he plays his game because it's more similar to Barella than it was, you know, a number 10. But I like Pellegrini for that role. Personally, that's my favorite. But there's just so many midfielders yeah. and I just don't know who I would make as my number 10, you know, and who I would have on the wing. And because I think even Bernadeschi could do something, you know. Interesting choice by Allegri to do the Benedeschi um, Chiesa thing. I was going to say that like those people aren't in the question. The question is not who's Italy's number 10. The question is which of those two. Then it has to be um, Zaniolo if it's between the two, right? I just, I just wouldn't necessarily play these two guys there when you have the amount of people that Italy has to fill these roles. Yeah, and even Roma, I suppose, with Pellegrini, right? Pellegrini's in the middle, so why would Zaniolo end up in the middle? Um Sanyolo, more broadly, just to say, like, you know, I, I, I think he's clearly an immensely um, promising player. I, I'm i not sold on him yet in the same way as I am with Kiers. I think Sanyolo is still a bit, and maybe this is normal, right? He's been out for a really long time and he's refinding himself on the pitch. But to me, he plays quite out of control. Whereas Kiesa plays with purpose, with real directness and purpose. Sanyolo has bags of talent, but it's it's not refined at all at the moment so there's still quite a lot of refining that needs to happen with him I think let's go on to the next question uh, I look at the top this is from Ethan Henson sorry Ethan Henson at Ethan Henson Zero in the East Midlands apparently um, I look at the top teams in Serie A this season and I think to myself I can't picture any of them with the Scudetto this year any of them Mia. <laughs> they all have clear limitations is it a fight 
total dependent on Team X making the fewest mistakes because on their day, each of them can blow their opposition away. Nobody's winning this year, Mina. Zero, zero Scudetti. No, no but it's no interesting. Champion. It's an interesting question because here's the thing. Like, I I would love you to write me what the limitations are of each team. Like, what, what do you see as being the limitations of each team? Um, and then, Oh, God. Yeah. You're putting me on the spot. No, I'm, I'm wondering what Ethan thinks. Like, as in, what are the limitations that he's right. like talking about, say, for Napoli, you know, or for Milan, um, or for Juve or whatever it is, you know. Um, maybe they're very clear, but I'm so interested to see what other people think the limitations are, you know. And it's true. I see that too. Like for Inter, it's like you think this is a really great team, but you wonder firstly, I mean, their mentality is strong because they keep coming back, right? But then you think, oh, I don't know. Does Inzaghi know this team well enough? Are they too attacking that sometimes they're not defensively complete? Uh, complete? But again, this is so early days, right? I mean, this is what happened to them last year. In fact, if anything, they have five more points at this stage of the season than they did on Antonio Conte. The brilliant Antonio Conte, you know? So maybe it's just about figuring figuring things out and then they can go on a run. We don't know. Um, for Napoli, maybe the one thing that they've always been missing is the mentality and that's something that Spalletti will be able to sort of, you know, knock out of them with his schemes, with his ability to um, put these interesting like rehearsed movements and set pieces and stuff to ensure that they're always focused and maybe Insignia won't well actually high five him when he's substituted off you know um but this is the thing I think this is the first time that I can honestly tell you I have absolutely no idea who's making the top four these this is if anything you could say limitations but there's also so many positive positive things as well these are remarkably good teams at the moment and it's not based on two teams that have spent a lot of money like Inter and Juve. This is the wonderful planning of Milan, the excitement that you know that Atalanta, if they click into gear, will always produce something special. This is Jose Mourinho, so you can never underestimate what he can do with Roma. Obviously, you know, there's bits and pieces. I don't believe in Sarri and, and, and his team in Lazio, um, but they will produce amazing performances. But there are so many top teams and there are limitations. I think what it goes down in is, Firstly, it does the Africa Cup of Nations and the potential absences, for example, like mm. Benacer and Frank Kessier, um, and obviously quite a few, uh, as we've named as well, for uh, Napoli and how that's going to affect. It's about covering up absences, right? Like, would Inter have won it if Lukaku was injured for most of the year, for example? So it's I think that makes a difference as well, um, how many teams can avoid huge absences. Um, when you do have Pioli and you have Allegri, you can always make up for them. But I don't know. I mean, for me, best coach always wins. I don't care who the team is, best coach wins. So for me, it's between Spalletti, Pioli, and I, I still think, sorry, Allegri. I know people disagree with me. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> You're allowed to say you've answered with a shout. Yeah. And, and then it's about the team that you trust the most. So do you trust Juve? Do you trust Napoli, right? So I think that's where... I'd go right. on. And also, who's going to drop out of Europe? Because that will help them in Serie A as well. That's true. I mean, yeah, look, you've the 10 points back right now, which sounds enormous, but it's 31 games left in the season. Mm. It's absolutely meaningless. Like 10, 10, game, 10 points can be made up in, in that amount of time. It's not, it's not realistic, even though that feels like a lot to sort of suggest that they're somehow out of it. I, you can go through them all and, and pick these flaws. Napoli... It's been a great start. I think the other thing we didn't say in the, the main episode this week, Napoli have only conceded three goals all season. That's great. On the other hand, 
Uh, they are going to lose Osimhen and Anguissa and Koulibaly during the Cup of Nations. They also serve points in the team, which I look at and go, are you really still relying on Mario Rui not to get sent off like he did in the <laughs> in Europe this week? Because, I mean, I expect that to happen about seven or eight times a season, which is probably exaggerating a tiny bit, but that's how I feel. I love that you become a little bit like me when it comes to exaggerations. <laughs> There's no one else. There's also no one else in in his position. Really, I don't, I've, I've never been a big Mario Rui. No, fan, it's been obvious. <laughs> Milan, um, I think, are brilliant. I think they are absolutely a team I can see winning the league. So I don't agree with um, with Eden there. I, I can see them win the league, but they're young. That team still has to sort of show it can go all the way with something, and and maybe that brittleness will come out at some point. Inter. I'm not sold on this Inter team still, mm. even though they haven't lost yet. I just think they're they're too a bit too lackadaisical. I think they're moving too far away from the concreteness that was such a value for them under Conte. But they're so talented in that squad that they'll still be in the top four, I think, for sure. Roma, you know, how long do we get good Jose for before it becomes bad Jose? <laughs> uh Fiorentina, a fifth, but they're no, not going to be in the title race. Uh, Lazio, I don't think are going to be in the title race. Juventus, yeah, I, I think Juventus can win it, but we've talked about it. They have problems too. They've got um, uh, still a lack of depth in midfield. I'm still not um, sold on their fullbacks. And while there are things that are working better in the last few rounds up front, I don't think they fixed everything up front. I'm still not sure how the Marata, Dybala, Chiesa axis actually works. Atalanta would be the last in that group. And, you know, it would be an amazing story, but I, I don't think... I see them moving in the direction of, of winning a league right now. I think they're fighting to hang on in the top four. So who do I see winning it? I think my gut says it's between Napoli, Milan um, and Juventus, really, with Inter and Roma as outsiders. But yeah, I think those are the teams I feel most... I don't know why I don't believe in Napoli, because you really do have to prove to me that you have overcome your inability to have made top four last season when it was so easy. <laughs> So I still carry a lot of trauma from that too. But yes, I, I agree with you. The next question is from Grumpy Sod 84 at Dublin. <laughs> 80s boy, you should never be grumpy. What's going to stop Jose's Roma becoming the Europa Conference winners? Can't see him letting the new European trophy slip. Well, Nikki, this is to you, but I'm just going to quickly say... Honestly, neither can I. <laughs> I actually, I think there's a really good chance they win it as well as anything because I think Jose will try to win it because we know Jose. He wants to be able to hold a trophy up, whatever trophy he can, and say, look what I've done because uh, that helps him build his legacy. It's true. Like Jose does not want to have like no narrative to sell to the media and having a trophy is a good narrative. What's going to stop them? Maybe Tottenham. If Tottenham get their act together, they are a team that can beat Roma in a game of football. So why not? No way. Not when he has a chip on his shoulder about Tottenham. No way. <laughs> I think Roma will be at the, I think Roma are going to go far in that competition because I think Jose wants them to and will commit to it. And um, even at the cost perhaps of, of some league points. I mean, there is Ren who beat PSG. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, that one yeah. league, but there are some teams that could give them, but I still think Roma is, is the best team. So I agree with you. Last of all, for this um, episode, we've got, JWM football in Scotland at JWM underscore football. Which of the promoted teams have the best chance of avoiding the drop? Empley look more polished and solid, yet Venezia have some attacking pace and threat. And Salernitana have purchased potentially well, 
with their attacking options bolstered by Simi, Ribery and Bonazzoli. What do you think, Mina? Um, it's interesting because it's one that I've been trying to answer for a long time. And, and no matter how much football I watch, I still can't answer it. The one thing that I'm safe in the knowledge is, is that Sally and Luciana won't stay up. I, I know they just got their win, so it's a harsh week to decide that they're going to fall this year. But they're looking for buyers. Um, at the moment, I just think their midfield is, is, in all honesty, it's just not good enough for this level. And I don't think that it, it can do very much um, at the moment. And they won against a Genoa side that was basically playing with youngsters. Um, that don't have experience at this level. So for me, I mean, defensively, I, I don't feel like Castori is going to stay in that job for long. So there's going to be changes. It's going to be one of those sides that's going to try to constantly be finding its feet. So, and Ribery, yeah, it's great to have him, but is he producing, like, as in, he's almost a luxury that they can't afford because they need 11 players who are doing everything, running back, helping, scoring, everything. Ribery is the luxury player that you have who has the technique, but is he going to give you everything that you need to stop you being relegated? I feel like that's a luxury they simply can't afford as a team that is trying to face relegation. So I don't get that, to be honest with you. Venezia are very interesting also because they are a very well-run club. Um, so I think they have realistic ambitions. I think management is very close to the team in all of this and they will try their hardest to make sure they stay up. But talent-wise, I don't think they have enough, but they will do enough. And I think they have a coach who is clever enough to adjust to the challenges, whether or not they can beat it, it remains to be seen. But for me, Empoli, I agree with you, is the best side and the most polished looking at the moment. They know how to cause a, an upset. I honestly thought they would do better against Roma, um, but never mind. But they are also a side that has yet to again, find its feet and, and really acclimatize to the to new situation. And um, if you're asking me which three will be sent down, maybe I will just take away Empoli, but I would still probably think that Venezia and Serena uh, Nitana are probably going to go down. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, I mean, there's a real chance that all three go down and that's not uh, the fun thing to say, but there's a real chance of that. Um, obviously, right now, Cagliari are an absolute catastrophe so yeah. that increases their chances but in a long season um it's not a given that they all stay up that any of them stay up even sorry that they could all um go back down that, that happens relatively often in fact not just in italy um all across europe it's it's a struggle to come up to the top flight and 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 make yourself good enough to to, to stay at that level i i think the um the the question um sort of introduces this idea that Salernitana have have made uh, interesting uh, adjustments to their attack, bringing in Ribery and, and Simi and, and Bonazzoli. I love the idea of Frank Ribery being in Slednitana, but I mean, has he played well so far? Has he still got much to offer? I'm, I'm not convinced. I love the idea of Simi, who is yeah. one of those players who has my heart a little bit. I, I love watching him. But you know, that's sort the of same thing I was saying in the main episode this week about how what's so amazing about Ossiman is he's got all these limbs that go on forever, but he has extraordinary body control. I don't have that feeling with Simi. I never have. What's fun about Simi is he really does it like he's just limbs going everywhere and sometimes it, it works. And he had a, a sort of incredible purple patch last season where Serse Cosmi appeared and really got him doing things consistently, but that doesn't mean he's suddenly Victor Ossiman. He's not. 
Um, and I'm not certain that he's going to be the hit bear that, that they want him to be. So yeah, I'm not certain I buy into that attack being as bolstered as, as all that. And I think, frankly, this is the concern for all of these teams. Where are the goals going to keep coming from? Um, none of them have strikers who I feel really um, totally convinced by. There was like a momentary excitement about David Okereke at, um, at Venezia. He's still scored one goal so far. I don't think anyone in that Venezia team has scored more than once. Empoli have Bedrami, who's wonderful. Yeah, Bajrami behind the attack, it's true. And he scored a couple of times, you're right. But up front, still Pinamonti, maybe. Um, yeah. But there's not. Guarantees. But they obviously signed um, Cutrone, but Cutrone, I'm not. I've never been a huge Cutrone fan, I've got to be honest. Like, I've always been a bit. I was. I felt like he had a really good one season, but that was pretty much it. And I thought, okay, this is something we can build on, you know. Didn't go I that remember way. when he went to the Premier League and people asked me about him and I was saying he's one of those players who I think, yeah, I can see that you are relative to the average Joe, like quite good at all these things, but I'm not sure what you're great at. Yeah. And I'm still not sure what he's great at. I agree with that. I see what you mean. I think goals are the issue for all of them. And maybe I do believe, like you in Andrea Zoli as a manager, is one who might keep Empoli together and, and up. You know, Venezia have some things that are nice as well. I do really, um, not just saying this because it's easy to focus on the American team, but I think Gianluca Buzio has played really well for them. Yeah, he actually has. He really has. So good point. Also, January transfer window could could um, have a big impact for all of them. But I will say that Salernitana, the team I most think is definitely going down. Yeah. And if it's going to be one that stays up, well, Empoli have shown us the most so far. Agreed. Um, we have had some more questions. Sorry, we can't get to all of them every time, but um, thank you so much for sending them in. Please do keep sending them in. We'll get to as many as we can every week. Remember to get those in uh, on Twitter at Seria Akron Pod, your questions for this um, weekly Q&A episode with the hashtag Chronicles Q&A uh, to hear our full episodes every week. That's with me and Mina. Be sure to subscribe to Seria A Chronicles on the ACAST app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a rating and review, a good rating and review. The best rating and reviews. <laughs> Five stars. Think of it like Uber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whoever doesn't give their driver five stars on Uber. Well, look, we haven't taken you 20 miles away from home and left you somewhere wrong. So in that situation, you don't have to give your Uber driver five stars. And if we ever drive you 20 miles away from home, you have my permission to not give us five stars. You can also follow Serial Chronicles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're also on YouTube. And consider supporting the show at seriachronicles.com forward slash supporter. We will be back recording on Monday in your podcast inbox, probably on Tuesday, with the latest on Roberto Mancini's Italy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.